episode 18, Expansion by Ethical Diversification. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we get Dr. Charles Webb perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Today's guest is Dr. Charles Webb of Freedom Practice Coaching. He is someone that went from millionaire to bankrupt to millionaire and has spent a lot of time turning his practice from mom and pop to where he can pretty much coach you to be in a MBA in business versus the mom and pop. He goes into a nice mock talk near the end of the episode, goes over how he's able to make 60,000 in just one presentation and just talks about like his ideal client, which is lots of different types of doctors. It's just a really good episode, to be honest. He gives a lot of good information and um, I think you're going to enjoy it. At the end of the episode, stay tuned. He will give a special link for a webinar where you can get more information about what he does and see if he is a fit for you and your style of practice. And like I said, the episode title, it'll discuss ways to diversify your clinic to make not only more money, but provide more services for your clients that they already need. And that's a good thing. You can find all the episode notes at doctorsperspective.net slash one eight. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. I want to welcome to the show, Dr. Charles Webb of Freedom Practice Coaching. He's been doing it for four years and we're just, we're so happy to have him on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. How about you, Justin? Doing really well. Just a great evening and uh, ready to uh, pick your brain about what you do as a, as a profession and then how you help other clients and just, I'm just ready to go. Are you? I'm, I'm ready to go. So yeah, I was going to ask you what the time, what the time zone is there in China. It's 1140 PM right now. 1140 PM, 940 AM here That's <laughs> San Antonio. Yeah, I'm a night owl. So this is much better than those five o'clock wake ups that I have to do uh, most of the time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get going. Let me see how I can help you. All right. Let's see. Now, since you have a, a, a chiropractic management company, you can choose to answer the question how you would, uh, like for like the marketing, you know, how, how would you answer it as a company or how a client would look at marketing and, and the other questions? So just to get going, okay. how did you become a transition from being a doctor solely to now doing coaching? What was, what's the background story on that? Well, I've got a, you know, I've got a, a, a long background. Now, I was in practice for a while. That's where I, you know, started off just like a lot of chiropractors. And I got burnt out. I was uh, one of those doctors that followed the, the typical practice management protocols. I was seeing 350 patients a week. And, and you know, I, I brought in a lot of income, Justin. I did very well. In fact, was able to take my company public back in 1996. And um, I was able to do well financially. And I stepped out. And I didn't want to go back in. I felt I didn't feel like I was a real doctor. I felt like I was a technician. Uh, we learn all this thing in school, and, and then we focus only on adjusting. I, I guess I just I was a little bit burnt out on it, and so I got out. But I got into other businesses. I started learning uh, real estate real heavy. Started getting into concert promotions, and again, I did very very well. But I don't know if you remember. It was back in. Um, I believe uh, 2002 where we had the big tech bubble burst and I had a lot of clients that were on margin calls that came out of that tech industry as multimillionaires 
And uh, when margins calls hit, the banks came after them. And of course, they were highly invested in my companies. And so I lost my companies, both both of them in a very short period of time, went from financially independent to bankrupt in about three months. Wow. And so I had to get back on the horse. And so I got back in to what I knew best. But I immediately started studying uh, entrepreneurs outside of the industry. I, I wanted to find out how do I go back in and do exactly what I felt was necessary, working with patients in whole care. So chiropractic was part of it, but I wanted to introduce other things that I did in my own life because I'm a very healthy guy. I'm an athlete, always been. So I, I went about it a whole different way. And so when I got back in a, to, to, to practice in late, late 2004, early 2005, I knew it was going to be a temporary thing. I knew what I wanted to do was build a platform to teach other docs. So in 2000, uh, September 2000. 13, I started, I started my F, FPC, the, the consulting group, in September 2012. A year later, or not even a year, it was July of 2013, I sold my practice. I stepped out, and I was full-time into this. And at the time I sold my practice, we, we, were, we were on track to, to break $3 million that year. Wow. Cash practice. So I, I love helping other doctors. So when I was in practice, Justin, I was able to help maybe – you know, 35 new clients a month. You know, I had an associate help me and so forth. And then, and, and I know a lot of people go, well, how did you collect that much money with that many clients? Well, it was a, it was a whole wellness type of practice. I, I wasn't just getting paid for chiropractic adjustments. They were paying us for our knowledge. So they, they mm. were, they were, they, 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 they saw an investment into a full package of what we were giving them of services that mostly were educational. But with that said, um, I really wanted to be able to impact, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives, not just what I could do. And I wanted to impact other doctors. I saw doctors, not not just chiropractors, but all kinds of doctors struggling financially. Doctors that were, were you know, I was, I think I was a very, very good doctor, but I, I knew a lot of friends that were better than I was and, and they were struggling. And, and I knew, you know, this can't go on or the chiropractic profession is going to go under. So that's why I started it. Very good. So, is that your ideal client, uh, the, the struggling doctor, or are you, or do you like? No, 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 no. No. I, I, when I say when I say struggling, mm -hmm. I don't just I don't want to reference that just to the financial part. Okay. Okay. So it, it, let, let's call it a frustrated doctor. Okay. Yeah. So we have doctors, clients come to us that that I, like I just I just uh, a, a recent client of mine is collecting four hundred thousand dollars a month when he came to us. Okay. He, he's he's doing okay. Yeah. Okay. And. And he's not even in the practice. He wants to take it to another notch. So he wants to automate his practice. He doesn't want to depend fully on insurance because it's mostly insurance right now. And he, and he wants to, the organization that we can help him with so he can fully step out and allow this business to run. But he wants to bring more wellness in. He wants to have more cash so when insurance continues to go down because he sees it. So, so we have those doctors. We do have doctors that are, are collecting a decent amount of money, maybe maybe forty fifty thousand dollars a month, but when we look at what they're taking home, they're only taking home twenty five percent of that. Right. So so that's a frustrated doctor, and, and quite frankly, struggling. You can't you can't save for your future. So whether whether the doctor is doesn't have free time, doesn't have financial security, doesn't feel like he's able to deliver the kind of services to his or her her patients the way they because they're they're bound by insurance. Those are those are our clients. Well, what, and that was actually the, the question I was about to ask. What do they struggle with? But you just answered that. So I would say what's one of their biggest mind space flaws, if, if you want to call it that, that you have to overcome to get them past those hurdles? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we have 
we have a tremendous amount and we have a huge educational platform and our success rate has been, you know, through the roof. We've been very happy, but with some of our doctors that, you know, we're, we're still struggling. We kept going, well, what are they not getting? What is it? Do I need to do an, other lessons to help them un- understand how to do the lessons, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of hit me and it was like, wait a minute, they don't need any more lessons. There's what's going on in their heads, right? Right. So, so the majority of doctors that do come to us, the majority of doctors, period, business people, anyone, we all have, we all have mindset issues that hold us back. And we see a tremendous, uh, we see a lot of them with doctors. In fact, so many doctors, uh, when I first tell them, you know, how we did in practice, they, they're, they're, they're skeptical. I get it. Okay. But they're almost attacking. Like you must be a crook. You must be because they're trying to calculate in their head. Well, how can you, how can you collect $250,000 a month on a 60, $60 adjustment or an $80 adjustment or whatever? So they're thinking very small. They're thinking that working as a technician is going to lead to success. And so Getting out of the box and, and separating yourself from the typical practice management. We're not a practice management company. Um, so separating that, getting out of the box and not following what everyone else is doing because the majority of doctors out there have been taught the wrong ways to do business. They've been taught to run a ma and pa shop as a technician. So when that happens, the, the ceiling's very low. They're stuck in the practice. They have to. They have to trade their time for dollars. They can't take vacations. They can't watch their kids' uh, baseball games. It's all messed up. So the mindset is: step away, have enough faith and courage to say, maybe I'm doing it wrong. What's another way to do it? And and if and if I find so, I, I went after and found very successful entrepreneurs. I didn't. I didn't get my study in from from other doctors. <laughs> I went and found people that built Fortune 500 companies and things like this. And so you have to have an open mind that, number one, uh, you have a tremendous amount of time, energy, money that you've put in and given up your life to help other people. You're worth something. And doctors have a tendency to have, I I guess, what I would call a poverty mindset and and can't find the worth in what they do, yet, yet they talk all the time about how valuable that what they do is, but when you put a when you want to put a trade value on it, an exchange of value, they're very timid about that. So we have to break people of this old mindset and help them understand you might not think you're valuable, but the public does. And when you can change someone's life and allow them to start, you know, experience, you know, pain free life, experience uh, taking a run with their dogs and being able to have sex with your spouse and not hurt and being able to wake up in the morning and, and, and feel your age or 10 years younger. And these are things that we, as chiropractors, we see success all the time and we take it for granted that, well, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal, but we have, but we have to start recognizing what else are you delivering outside of your, of your technique, your, your adjustments so you're not a commodity. What what else is part of health? Is nutrition part of health? Well, of course it is. Are you delivering it? Are you delivering that education? Is exercise part of it? And when I say deliver that education, Justin, I don't mean handing out pamphlets. Mm-hmm. You have to structure systems within the practice to help make certain that people fully understand it, that it's structured and they're held accountable for it. Then you'll see the results, you'll see the compliance, and you'll see your referral practice go through the through the roof because you're stepping outside of what other people do. You can't base your fees and everything else 
on, well, the doctor down the street charges this, so I must charge this. That, that's small thinking. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't compare apples to apples. You're not a commodity unless you act like one. So if the only thing you're delivering is the exact same thing the other doctor, an adjustment. You may be the best chiropractor in the world, but the people going to the other doctor don't know that, and they're going to compare apples to apples. Well, he's charging me $40 for adjustment, or the joint – I can get you know so many adjustments for the month. Why would I go to you? And you're trying to help. Well, because I'm better. Well, they don't get that. Right. So you're going to have to demonstrate that you're a real doctor, and a real doctor is an educator, a teacher. So it's not just about the service. People people are not buying. They're not interested in paying for your services. What they're interested in investing for a result. That's very true. When you take a new on a new client, are you? Um Having these live boot camps are there are they video based or how do you how do you talk to these clients to to change their mindsets like this? So you're, you're talking about bringing a, a client into FPC, Correct. Freedom Practice Coach. Okay, so first and foremost, we're not the coach for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I make it very clear that Freedom Practice Coaching is an MBA for your practice. A practice is a business. There's no there, it's it, it's no way you can't separate it. So a business itself has to have the components of a business. Any, everything from the promotional aspects to the pre-education aspects to the staff training to the hiring to the organization to the statistics, all of that's in a business. So we introduce our ourself initially through maybe a webinar. So we have webinars that are going on every week. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a webinar going on tonight. So we have webinars. We have live events. So I have uh, people that work for me that have been in the trenches that were doctors. Some of them still are that go around the country and we do like dinner presentations. So and, 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 and at those presentations, we may have 15, 20 docs, half of them DCs, half of them MDs. So our coaching program is for all, all doctors. Oh, we okay. have everyone. Yeah. So we have chiropractors. We have MDs. We have natural paths. It, it doesn't matter. Business is business is business. And so we do uh, anywhere from a maybe a 45-minute to an hour webinar to a two-hour dinner talk, you know, things like this. And from that point, if, if there's an interest, because we really try to lay it on the line, this is who we are. Uh, we, don't, we don't spray pixie dust. We don't try to convince people that it's easy, that uh, you, overnight you're going to make a million dollars. We're very clear that you will succeed. Uh, and our program is 100% guaranteed that you that we have to in, we have to have you, you're going to make a 400% return on your money with us or or it's free so it's a huge guarantee. It is. But from from that point we we have those that are interested they they will fill out a a break, basically a practice analysis so we can find out where they are and then find out where their goals are where they want to go in practice do they see themselves. Um, Wanting to just do maybe a three day work week. That's their goal. They, they, they want to start, they, they want to have income, but they want systems. Or maybe it's the person that says, I want to expand to 10,000 square feet. I want to impact my community. I want to write a book. I want to travel. So all, all kinds of clients. And then we determine, does this seem like a fit? In the phone call, we, we, we go through a lot of details. If it feels like it could be a fit, we actually fly them down to San Antonio for a discovery day on our dime. Hmm. On our dime. So they fly down again. It's, there's no commitment. Uh, I just know that when we get to a point to where it seems like a fit, when they do come down to, to Discovery Day, uh, about 78% of them, they get it. They move forward. And so it's, it, it works out well. So that's that's the structure. Now, with that said, the, the same things that we use in our business to determine who's a fit, because if, if you're in practice today, 
too often the chiropractor will take everyone as a client. That's a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's your client. Not everyone will be compatible. Not everyone will be compliant. And that's going to that's going to injure your reputation if you take those people on because they're going to quit. They're not going to refer. They're going to say bad things. They're going to give you bad reviews and all of this. So everything that how I run freedom practice coaching with all the business strategies, we we teach our clients those exact strategies. Do you have one tip that you can so, share with us on that, Denmark? Yeah, for example, most chiropractors, the first time that a client walks in, a prospect walks into their, their practice, right. that's the first time they ever meet. They don't know anything about them except maybe what's on their website, and, and the 90% of the websites are totally trash, Yep, totally. They're, they're just, they're just uh, a business card. That's all they are. They're, 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 not, they're not built right at all. So you're expecting someone in a one- or, or two-day report – to get everything, and then when you go to cash, you struggle. Well, no one has any money. Well, the fact of the matter is the majority of people have money. The majority of people are willing to invest in your health if they're fully educated. So no one could ever get an appointment in my office or a walk-in or anything. It didn't happen. They went first to a pre-educational event of some sort, whether that was a webinar or a live event in my office, or a dinner talk, or whatever it might be, we gave them an opportunity so I could educate the masses. Think, think, think about this way, and this is who I learned this from. Uh, when I was younger, uh, I went to a Barnes & Noble to see Deepak Chopra speak. Now, everyone knows that Deepak Chopra is huge. He's, world, he's worldwide known. He got on Oprah, the whole deal. But I said, look, there's 20 fold-out chairs here for Deepak Chopra to educate the masses. So his time is w worth a lot. He can't educate one-on-one. -on -one. And I got it. And I said, if this is good enough for Deepak Chopra, it's good enough for me. And that's how I build my businesses, and I still do it today. So if I'm going to spend an hour of my time educating about this wellness approach, how we do things different to get your goal. Again, it's not about my services. It's not about that I do X, Y, Z. It's an approach, and here's how we get you to your goal because that's the answer. I'd rather spend that in front of 20 people, 30 people, 40 people. So giving an example, every time that I would do a live talk, my average crowd would be about uh, – 37, 38 people. Maybe sometimes I'd get 50, sometimes 25. So let's just say 38 to 40 people. Mm -hmm. The income that I got out of one talk that took me about an hour and 20 minutes was an average of about $60,000. Wow. So what, now, could I have done that one-on-one? -on -one? So that means that same 40 people, I go one-on-one, one-on-one. -on -one, one -on -one. So instead of collecting a quarter million dollars a month, I'd probably be collecting 50 a month. If I did the old practice management model. Yeah. But, but this way, everyone had the freedom to come to a neutral talk. There was no uh, commitment. There, it, it was very easy. They bring their spouse. They can bring a friend or whatever. And they get to hear. Now, we teach our doctors how to communicate effectively. We, t we teach them how to speak. We teach them how to move. All those things that are important in communication. And those people that see the value take the next step. And that's when they come into a consult. Those people that don't see the value or are not ready, that's okay. I still educated 40 people that night. So down the road, those that didn't move tonight, a lot of them will move down later when, when it hits. So instead of spending all of this time, all I had to do was once a week 
spend an hour of my time to flood my practice with all the people that I needed. And that's called pre-education. Again, you can do that online as well. So I, I, I did that. I had online uh, videos that people would just go straight in, they would watch it, and they would actually prepay for, for a consult visit. So all the people that came into my consults, they prepaid for those. There was no free consults. The minute you do a free consult, you're basically saying, my services aren't worth it. I'm a fly-by-night kind of person. I'm just a chiropractor. And, and, and so that's the way they look at you. And that and is too many opposite of what everybody's teaching. That's practice management. That's why, that's why the chiropractic profession is, is dying. You know that. Well, and you know you're doing the opposite of, you know, everybody encourages do the consult, then do the report of finding, and then have like a group report of finding afterwards. And you're, you just flipped it and said, no, no, no. You do the report of findings in a sense, you know, the educational talk first and pre-qualify everybody before they even come in. You, 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 yeah, you can't afford to educate someone that's not ready. You, it's, it's, it, you, you want to help as many people as you can. So if, you, if your goal is to expand your business, if you're in practice, you, you're in practice for several reasons. Number one, you want to do things your way, right? Yeah. That's one reason we're in practice. Number two, we want to have financial independence. Whatever that means. Financial independence to some people means I want to take home 10 grand a month. To other people, I want to take home 100. That's your business and what you do with it. Some people, financial independence means I want to be able to help my community and put, pump 20 grand a month into my church. That, that's your business. But that's part of the reason we're in there uh, on our own and choose to take on the headaches of being a business owner. And number three, we want freedom of time. Because mm -hmm. I, I know one of, the, uh, you know one of the things a lot comes up is I just never get to take a vacation. Well, I, I on my schedule every year uh, from the very from January. And this was in when I was in practice. My wife would schedule out four vacations a year from the from January. Mm -hmm. Those vacations would be prepaid before we took them, meaning the flights, the hotels, everything. So we were doing them. Now I was able to do that because I built my business to where even when I wasn't there, it ran. It made money. So. Right now, for those doctors that don't have an associate, you would have to take smaller vacations. So instead of it being a week or 10 days, it may be, you know what, we're going to take a little three-day break. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But do it every quarter and then, and then do it to where you can see the same number of, uh, of visits. The other thing that I teach doctors to do is you really, you really shouldn't be in your practice working in it five to six days, maximum four. So I was able to do a quarter million dollars a month four days a week in the practice. Okay. So someone thinks they need to be there more. It's just you're wrong. Your, your schedule is not tight. You're, you're inefficient. So everything efficiency-wise, if I'm to grow and I'm to help the, the masses in my community, then I have to educate the masses. And if I try to do that one-on-one -on -one and someone comes in and they're not a fit, I took an hour of their time, an hour of my time, when I could have taken that same hour and been in front of 20 people. Or even two people was better than one. Right. Well, right? Yeah. I'm curious real quick. What's the best day to take off? Fridays, Mondays? Um, I teach people to work their tails off Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday. Now, now as, as an entrepreneur, so, so when I was growing and I was building my practice, I was in the practice three days a week because that's all I needed to be to handle the people I needed. Don't – and again, what, what you'll hear from practice management companies, well, you need to be there Friday and Saturday to, to handle everyone's needs. That's total BS. That's horrible. Okay? I mean, look, look, to prove that wrong, my practice was so busy 
that I had to schedule people two to three weeks out. And when we said we have an opening Wednesday at two o'clock, it was taken. Well, wait a minute. They can only come in on Fridays. No, they can come on a Wednesday. <laughs> Just like any other doctor, they can come at times. So, so here's the way it works. Initially, as you start looking to build your practice as an entrepreneur, not practice management, not, not technician. Um, and when I say technician, think of it this way. A lot of doctors think that they're the ones that have to work on their patients. That's kind of like a chef wanting to open up a restaurant and saying, well, I'm a really good chef. I came to Cordon Bleu, so I will be successful in a restaurant business. That's so far from the truth. Mm -hmm. Most chefs, if they go into the restaurant business, they'll lose their shirt. What they do is they, they find an entrepreneur to run the business if they want to cook. Yeah. Right? But the ideal thing is, is look, if, I, if, if I'm a really good painter and I, I can paint a house well, if I start a painting company, I'm not going to be painting houses. That's ludicrous. I'm going to find painters. But chiropractors like to be the painters. And it's okay. I get it. I like to see patients. I, I'm good. I, but to grow your business over time, someone else has to be the painter. So when you start becoming the entrepreneur, you may be in the practice four days a week seeing patients. On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you got to be working in your practice until you get to a certain level. And then, nope, don't have to work on Sunday. Then, nope, don't have to work on Friday and then, or Saturday. So pretty soon, you're working Monday through Thursday. And you have a three-day weekend. And that doesn't take long to get there. But here's the other nice thing. Your team gets a three-day weekend. They get refreshed. They get to take little three-day weekends every week. When they come back, they're ready to work hard. You can get all the, the people you need in your practice in four days, hands down. You don't, we're not talking about trying to see 300 patient visits a week. Number one, in my opinion, is just wrong. I did it. You're not serving anyone. Don't believe the myth that you can really handle someone's health with a two-minute adjustment. And if 60 Minutes walked into your practice and saw what you were doing, you would be hammered big time by, by the media and everyone that this doctor is lining people up and spending three minutes with them. And that's not care, in my opinion. Some people, they do it. They justify it because, because it, it's a direct contribution to their income. But the fact of the matter is, you wouldn't want someone watching you do that. You want to spend some time with them. Mm -hmm. And some time can be spent in group classes. You don't have to do one-on-one, -on -one, even in the practice. But are you offering the client everything they need? Do, do they need nutrition? Are you offering it to them? Do you have classes set up? Do you have structure? Are, do they know exactly how to exercise? Is there, do, you, do you understand how to use supplementation, nutraceuticals, and things like, things like this? Is it included in, in the program that the patient's getting on? So you have to look at everything that they're getting and identify, am I giving them everything they need? And if you think that the only thing they need for full wellness is a chiropractic adjustment and they don't need anything else, I can't help you. Yeah. So that would definitely be a client that you are you're definitely wouldn't really want to, to fit with you as those – all I do is uh, adjust, and that's it. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I. I I'm. I'm a, I, I. I believe differently. I. I believe that now. I, look, you might focus on the chiropractic part. I'm a big chiropractic fan. That's what I do. I get adjusted three times a week, but that's not all there is to health. You can't adjust an atlas and think someone's going to get healthy when they're eating donuts. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. There's. It's not a miracle cure. So I, I like clients that see the whole wellness, that, that want to expand and help people whole. Now, they may say, I get it, 
but all I want to do is focus on the adjustment part. If, as long as the patient understands that that's what they're getting, right? and you're clear, you're transparent, I'm okay with that. That's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. But if you're convincing a patient that, that all the health they ever is go- are going to need is this what's been brainwashed into your head, that an atlas adjustment is going to correct every disorder you have in your body, that's quackery. I'm sorry. And it's why other doctors look at our profession and think, are you kidding me? And when you start dealing with enough chronic conditions, you're going to realize that nutrition has a huge impact. All those other things that we have to work with our clients on that most chiropractors already know, and if they don't know, won't take much effort to get that education. They're already well above what most of the, of the you know, a layperson is. Now, would you say that some of these clients, they want to do what you're saying to get out of the business, take more vacations, they want to hire an associate, but they can't even afford to get the associate because they don't have enough clients coming in. They're not, or probably what's happening is they're leaving right out the back door. So there's that. So they can't even afford to get um, the associate. What do you have? What kind of advice do you have for those type of people to put those systems in place? Or is that kind of what you're doing as well? So it's like this: when when anyone comes to us, the first thing we look at is what's your fort? Okay, you have a fort that you have to protect, and that fort right now may be I do chiropractic adjustments. Okay, that's the fort. So that's what we have to start with. We can't step outside of it until we build it and solidify it. So let's say that the doctor is a a single doctor, single practitioner, and the main income is adjustments. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Let's start there. Now, you can't afford to get anyone else. In fact, you you have a front desk and that's it. All right? So when I started back in practice back in 2005, it was me for the first couple of months, and then I hired a, a front desk. So it was me and a front desk for the first year. The first year, I did $363,000 in cash. That's impressive. Okay. One, two people. Two people. Okay. So again, these are business strategies that are, anyone can learn. It's not like I'm the best doctor. I'm not. I'm good. I'm real good. But I'm a very, very, very good businessman, entrepreneur. So I didn't hire an associate for probably three hmm. years. So I went from 363 to 580 to 750. It wasn't until I surpassed that to where I was collecting an average of about 75,000, 80,000 a month that I hired my first associate. Now, I'm not saying you have to wait that long, but if we can get you to say, look, it's by, I'm by myself here. I'm collecting $25,000 a month. That's fine. Let's get you to a point to where, to where we're up to maybe 35 or 40. And then we can look at hiring an associate. But we can collect the $40,000 in a three- or four-day work week, easy, no problem. Right. Okay? And the other things, too, that, that we're, we're not getting into right now, but when someone comes to your office, you, you want to start transitioning out of the just pay-per-visit. People hate that. They hate pulling out their credit card every time and getting crunched on their credit card. It's, it's, it's a lot less painful for someone to upfront understand what is it, what's my goal, can you get me there, what's my responsibility, what can I expect in lifestyle changes, what's the time period, yeah. what's my investment doctor. It's, 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 it's X months, it's $3,000, we got you. Okay, now I'm clear, I can make the decision, is that a fair value of exchange? Well, 
I'm going to be able to walk again. I'm going to be able to, to pitch with my son, let him pitch to me. I'm going to be able to uh, start exercising, play golf again, and probably lose 20 pounds. That's a fair deal. Let's move. So now I can make plans to handle that $3,000, and everything's done. So if, if I get a supplement, it's been taken care of. If I get a therapy, it's been – so that's the first thing we want to start looking at, right? And that's the ethical way to do things. If that's not being done up front, you're just, you're just pulling that person along. And if all of a sudden you get to a point three months down the line and they're not where they, they are, and you tell them it's going to take another three months, they're going to be, they're going to be pissed. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, a budget. it's a budget issue at this point for them. Yeah, well, why don't you just let me know up front, be transparent up front. So if you think about this, when you start adding things, so the chiropractor that's just doing adjustments, do you know how easy it is for them to actually just bring in something as simple as a little mini detox? Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And everyone that comes in their office needs to clean up their house. So you could add something very simple, and there's companies like Zymogen out there that have like a, like a detox package that will cost the doctor maybe a couple hundred bucks, by, but you putting a couple of classes together and educating about it and putting the supplements in, you got a, probably a $700, $750 product. Mm. So you add that. To, to everything else they're getting, is that going to benefit the patient? Yes. And if you're not doing it, I will assure you, absolutely, sooner or later, that patient's going to come to you and said, oh, hey, I did this great detox and I'm on this nutritional plan. Oh, well, who's doing that? Well, doctor down the street. Well, seeing him. Well, because you didn't offer it to me. So whatever you're not offering the, the person, I can promise you, this whole movement toward function, they call it functional medicine. I don't like that name. Let's just call it proactive health mm -hmm. because, because proactive health includes everything from helping the person detox, helping them exercise, helping them get off the crap, helping them change their diet, bringing supplements in, whole food plant sources, these types of deals. That's the movement. And more and more doctors, I can tell you this, half of our clients are medical doctors that are doing this. Mm. So they already have these people, and if you're a chiropractor and you're not offering these services, you're going to start going bye-bye because they're going to find another chiropractor that is that's got more entrepreneur mindset, communicates, does group education, and you know we're, we're almost in every city right now in the United States. And, and this is a good thing for, for doctors that practice this way because the more doctors that are out there in the public letting people know that you've got a choice, you don't have – to depend on medicine, you don't have to sit back. We can empower you. That message is taking the average maybe 10% of people that see chiropractors. Mm -hmm. That will, message will take it up to 15, to 20, to 30, to 40. So the more doctors you have in your community that are practicing in the way, the busier your practice will become. But if you're not doing it, if you're not participating, they'll find the doctors that are. So now, instead of your average customer, your, your, your client, your, your, your patient, instead of that being a, a $1,500 worth of adjustments, you have now something that they see, I can get the whole thing from you, from, from you, Dr. Justin, I can get the whole thing from you, and, and it's, and it's $3,500 or $4,000 or whatever, they will gladly invest it. So it's pretty easy for us to take a, a practice from $25,000 to 40, 50, 60 and as little, you know, the, the, our average client doubles or triples their practice within the first year. Wow. And this is why doing these simple things, it's not rocket science. So they can find a product that they stand behind if they don't like 
Zymogen or some other product, they're like, oh, I don't really believe in that. They're like, okay, well, you need to find a product that you believe in that you can stand behind because my question to you is the one- there are doctors, I think, that would say, I'm not a good salesman. You sound like someone who could you know, sell really anything if you wanted to. So for the doctors who are like, I'm not good at sales. I've never been good at selling vitamins. You have the training to help. So here's, here's what I have to say. That. And first, let me answer your first question. We don't tell anyone how to practice. That's not my business, okay? And so we don't tell you how to practice. We help you take what you want to do and turn it into a business. So I'm not going to tell you what supplement company. I'm not going to tell you. If you do, if you do IVs, if you do P, uh, PMF, if you do acupuncture, if you, I don't care. If you put rocks on people, I don't care. I'm going to, because I don't know everything that you know and what you do. And if you're getting results, I'm going to help you get better results. Okay. So if you are in a business, if you're in practice, this is a business, correct? So for any business to succeed, do you have to have an exchange of trade? Of course. Okay. So what's the exchange of trade? You're going to have to make a decision. So as a doctor, you're going to be trading services and products. So as a chiropractor, for example, part of your trade is your service, a chiropractic adjustment. Part of it may be therapy. Part of it may be products, whether it's supplements or, or what have you, or you know, pain relief, creams, or whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Okay. What are you going to trade it for? Are you going to trade it for them to clean your office? Are you going to trade it for perhaps they're in business and they, they have a lawn care? Are you going to trade it for that? Or are you going to trade it for the common exchange, which is money. So whatever you're going to make the trade, you're already in the sales business. You're already mm-hmm. doing it. It's just that if you're used to insurance, you don't have to talk about it as much because it's free. It's free, which means there's no value, by the way. Okay, But the insurance model, uh, unless your head's in the sand, is going bye-bye. It's not going to get better. And right now, Insurance is paying chiropractors, I don't know what, 40, 50. I've been out of it for so long. All I know is most of them that fully depend on insurance, they might be paying their bills. But I can assure you 90% of them aren't going to be in any, any position to retire with any kind of real income. So we're going to have to change that model. So we're going to have to learn to communicate. We know that most doctors are uncomfortable with it. Because, because they don't know how to do it, and they think they have to sell. The truth of the matter is, if you learn to communicate the logic in what you do, and you're passionate about what you do, and you believe in what you do, they want to invest in themselves. There isn't going to be what we consider a sales piece. We're not going to teach you sales tactics. We're going to teach you logical communication. So, so uh, for example, when someone comes down and becomes a client with FPC, we don't have to twist arms. We don't have to sell. In fact, I make it very clear to them exactly how we're going to take them through so they can see the logic. So the, 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 the majority of them are going to say, why would I not move forward? Because when a patient comes into your office, they're coming in with a certain amount mm-hmm. of fear. And that fear is, I, I, I don't want to keep living this way. It's, it, it's interrupting my life. Now, it's your job to find out what's, what the disruption right. is, right? So, so their fear is to continue living this way and where it's going, or the other fear is, okay, I'm going to make a financial investment. Will I get the return? And I'm going to be held accountable. So when they get to the point of seeing enough hope 
and faith that the financial investment and accountability is a lot better place of fear because it's almost an anxious fear, kind of like an excitement fear compared to the fear of staying the same. They're going to make that investment and thank God that they're able to make it with you. Let me give you an example. I had a chronic low back condition. I, I was I was a bodybuilder for years. I was a horse equestrian jumper and all this. Stuff, so I've damaged my body a lot. My low back got to a point to where it was excruciating. It was a 10, uh, probably four days out of seven. Mm-hmm. It was interrupting my life to where I lost 20 pounds. Uh, I couldn't play ball with my son. Uh, I'm, all these things that we see. So I was miserable. And I did everything. Chiropractic, decompression, acupuncture, cryotherapy. I don't know that there's anything I didn't do, and I wasn't going to do surgery because I just knew that that's not yeah. the answer. And I found I found a guy, Dr. Kevin Pauza, uh, out of Tyler, Texas, and he he came up with uh, he, he did a lot of research because he did a lot of back surgeries, and he realized they're not working. They're just not. Eight out of ten, long term, not happening. And he discovered it wasn't the mechanical part. That was creating problems. In other words, when he would dissect and he would go in and there would be a disc bulge, he could put pressure on on the nerve and not get a lot of response. It was only when there was an inflammatory component with it Hmm. that he had the response. And he said, where's the inflammatory component coming from? It's coming from leakage of the disc material. So he said, if I seal the disc, we get rid of the pain. So he came up with technology using a biological to seal that disc. So when I contacted their office, they immediately sent me 20 names. I didn't ask for them. Yeah, that's smart. 20 names of people to call. Think about the confidence in this, right? Plus, reviews Reviews were over the top. Now, go to a surgeon's site and see if you get that. Yeah. You won't see any reviews. You won't see nothing, right? So, so I look at these. I start calling people down this chart. Every one of them called me back if I didn't get a hold of because I didn't get a hold of most. They called me back and apologized. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just going to get back to you. You've got to understand what I, where I was and where I am now. This procedure is 25000 uh. Insurance doesn't cover it, okay? 25000 Thank God it doesn't because then it would be one hundred and fifty, and and you'd still have a $25,000 out of pocket. So, so every one of them, most of these people had to get a loan. Had to get a loan. And they said they'd do it again. And that's a lot of trust because people don't normally have that kind of money just hanging around. They, they don't. But, but, but their lives were devastated. Thank God Kevin Pauza came along and invested years of his life. And I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars to get patents and everything else. Because some people go, well, it's a 30-minute procedure. How could it be $25,000? Guys, stop. <laughs> if he wasn't around, my back is – I have no problems with my back today, Justin. I invested wow. the money. It was the best investment I ever made. In fact, right before getting on with you, they sent me a survey that, it, that I just literally filled out about how happy I am. And I'm, I'm going to go back and get my neck done. So, so this is my, recent for you. Yeah. So my point is this. The, 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 it was $25,000, not for the biologically put in my disc, not for the 30 minutes, not for the room. No, no it was $25,000 to get my life back. I don't really care how he got it done, okay? And in fact, if he would have told me, the procedure's five minutes and I can do it right now. It's $25,000. What do I care? <laughs> would I rather have, well, you know what? Can, can you cut my back open and spend like an hour so I can feel like I can get my money's worth? And chiropractors have a tendency to try to justify their fee 
by how much crap they give someone, how many adjustments, how many of this, they don't care. They don't mm-hmm. want to come to your office three times a week. They'd rather see a chiropractor that's so damn good that they can see them once a week. And because of all the other things that they put into the structured with their diet, anti-inflammatory diet, and all these other things, because think about it. So many, uh, many of us, we take these x-rays and we see all these damaged discs, and we think that if we correct those, it's going to be okay. And we go, wait, wait a minute. They're not hurting there. And then sometimes they do. So why? Well, because of inflammation. So if you yeah. don't handle the inflammation, they still have this long degenerative problem. They're still going to have pain. So if I can reduce the amount of time with them and, and, and ensure my outcome and help them with inflammation, they're willing to invest two, three, four times with me than the chiropractors that's justifying their fee by, well, I need to see you 45 times. Well, do you need to see them 45 times or is that how you're going to make your income? Right. And you already kind of made a comment. It's, it's going to be two months. You got a two month investment. That's how much time it's going to take. I didn't tell you it was going to take you 36 visits. I just said, give me two months. Oh yeah. Think about this. That's the other deal. When you go cash, you don't have to apply apples to apples. Like, okay, my adjustment fees this. You don't have to, because if I, if I, if I have a structure together, think about it this way. And this is, and this is real. Here's the old way of doing a report. Chiropractic patient comes in, right? The prospect comes in. You take an x-ray and the practice management teaches you, okay, show them the spine, show them that their curve isn't this curve, that they have this degeneration, they're in stage three. So that's going to take daily for two weeks, three times a week for this, two times a week. Where's the science in that? I haven't found it yet. I haven't found the research, Justin. I haven't. So, So again, 60 Minutes is in the room watching us do this. So they go to chiropractor A. And he says, okay, yeah, you're 50 years old, you're in stage three, oh my God, you have a straight neck, I gotta put a curve in it, with by the way, most of these chiropractors don't retake their x-rays and show a beautiful curve, and so that's gonna take 36 visits. Then they go down to chiropractor B, 60 minutes, and he says kind of the same stuff, but he says 44 adjustments. Then they go Mm -hmm. to C, and he says 60. So they're all different. And if we take an x-ray at the end of all the procedures, you and I both know that neck's not going to look that much different. So why did we even base our, our goal on the neck? Who cares? They don't. What does the patient come in for? I can't sleep at night. I've got headaches. Uh, every time I turn my neck, i got pain running down my arm. I'm not able to, to train. I've gained 15 pounds. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, Justin, we took some films. Yeah, there's some problems. We see it. Now, at 45 years old, Justin, we, 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 we see some degeneration here. I expected to see that, Justin. That's not abnormal. I wish it wasn't there. But unfortunately, as we get older, there's some wear and tear. Now, there's a couple of areas here, Justin, that are a little bit worse than what I'd like to see. Now, I think if we do things right, not only can we you know, get your goals of being able to get that, that arm back and be, help you work out again. That's our goal. So my goal isn't to try to make a perfect spine out of this because I can't and no one else can either. But I think we can turn the, turn the damage back some and get function back. Now, I don't know exactly how often I need to see you right now because I haven't adjusted you one time, Justin. I don't know how easy you're going to move. But I can tell you from experience, from your age, what your goals are and the amount of damage in your spine, I need you to give me four months. Work with me four months. And, and, and I think we can get you to that point. Now, I might see you more often up front. I might need to see you a couple days in a row, maybe three times a week. But the more that you follow through with my recommendations, 
on this anti-inflammatory diet because you know you told me that sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not well the spine looks exactly the same when the pain's there and when it's not so we know there's an inflammatory component so if you do the exercise justin and you eat the way i'm going to say you won't have to see me as often during those four months and we'll do some we'll do some mid-level reports we'll, we'll do some re-exams see where we're at so all i want to tell you is everything we need to do to get you to, to, to get us to our goal in four months, I'm going to include in your program so you don't have to worry about it. There's going to be some classes that we're going to educate you. There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be some therapy. There's going to be some supplements. Everything's included, Justin, and that fee's $3,600. Now, which case would you rather have 60 minutes in the room? The first I mean, chiropractor or the way that I just did it? The way you do it does sound good. The way I did it, is it logical? Yeah, is it it's truthful? just so different. Is it truthful? Do it's I know truthful. how often I let, let, if I adjust someone and I can't move them, does that mean that I have to adjust them more often? It may, but mm -hmm. what about every time I adjust them, they, inf they, 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 they inflame and they spasm up. I can't stick to a daily schedule. So it's just same thing with a personal trainer saying, do you want to compete in the show? Great. I don't know how often I'm going to need to train you yet. It's going to depend on your your age, your recuperation, how how quickly you overtrain. Your training sessions with me may only be thirty minutes because if I go to forty, it may be overtraining. And it's the same thing with the care. So so don't pretend that you have a magic a crystal ball and you know exactly how many adjustments and all that other stuff. Now, if you're in the insurance model, you're still going to have to kind of follow that a little bit because you have to you have to you have to build the insurance company. That's a different deal, and we can talk about a hybrid plan and a hybrid practice. But every time, but that's an ethical dilemma too, though. Saying if you know the person's like, man, I should really give this guy a week's break, and you're like, ah, but it's Monday, and that's a whole lot of uh, visits that he could have been in. You, again, so now you're not treating the person to take care of the person; you're treating them so you can make a buck, and it's okay to make a buck. We've got to the same practice, but if you did your program right, I didn't pay Doctor Pauza for a series of visits. I said, I agree and I trust you to allow my back to feel good. You tell me what that means. It means one treatment, Dr. Webb. I'm with you. Here's my $25,000. Yeah, that's amazing. You see that? Good job. I'm glad that worked too, though. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we spent a lot of time together. If you don't mind, I'm going to just ask you like a, just a, a couple more questions and, and we'll let you get back to your day, okay? Do you have any influential guys like philosophy or, or – um, marketing or, or copywriting, any of these big influential books that's really shaped your view on business and, and how you coach other you know, people? I, I read The E-Myth years ago. So so uh, Gerber, that was that was one book that I highly suggest anyone read, Michael Gerber, E-Myth, because it, it helped me understand you don't have a real business until you have organization to run your business. So give an example. In, in Freedom Practice Coaching, all the C-level exec positions in my company or field Okay, I'm the founder, I'm the visionary, but I'm not, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's my company, I'm the primary shareholder, but I'm not the CEO. I don't mm. want to be the CEO. I'm a good CEO, but I went and found a CEO that's run huge companies because I'm taking my company to the gazelle level. I, I, I'm really moving this company. So if, if I can find, since I'm the primary shareholder, if I can find a better CEO than me, <clears throat> why would I not do that? 
Because the better the CEO is, the better my company is going to grow. Plus, if I'm not the CEO of my business, nor the COO or the CFO or any of those other deals, if I decide to go leave and go spend a month in Spain with my family, my company still grows and I still get my paycheck. So the email helps you understand over time, as a doctor, as long as I'm the only if, – if there's no one else that serves my patients and it's just me, you'll never have a true business. Now, if you like seeing patients, but you don't have to, that's the, that's the goal. So when I was in practice, I didn't have to see them. But if I said, you know what? I want to, I want to get in. I want, I want to start seeing some patients again. I get to enjoy it, but I don't have to. So when I go skiing with my family, I can call in the morning and say, I remember the first time that I took a trip with my family. And I had the, the office covered. We had an associate everything. And I was going to see, is it going to work? Is my business going to make money when I'm out? Because doctors, they don't take vacations because they can't afford the vacation. They don't take vacations because they can't afford the time off. Right? So, I, so at 1 o'clock, I'm eating lunch with my wife. And I said, I'm going to call the office. And I called the office and said, Jody, give me the number. Give me the rundown for this morning. She said, I think you'll be happy, Dr. Webb. We're at 17000 In the morning. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there. <laughs> Okay, so I knew I looked at my wife and I said, we made it, babe. We made it. We've got a real business now. And I took that. And that's how the, 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 the practices that we coach, that's exactly how we teach them to get to over time. So it, it, it's not overnight. And if you like to see patients, fine. But get yourself to a point where you don't have to. So that and then when it comes to copywriting, I'm a marketer. I'm a copywriter. Claude Hopkins, Dan Kennedy, Roy Williams, these are all the top authors. Uh, I don't think, I think Dan Kennedy learned from Claude Hopkins, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I, I, I think I remember him saying that one time. Uh, Roy Williams is, is an awesome one. But I, I learned to market and copyright, whereas most people, you know, they, they think that marketing needs to be fancy, they think it needs to be professional. This is the furthest thing from the truth. Mm. And that's how you go broken marketing, trying to be professional and trying to please people. You have to learn to market, to communicate effectively. And sometimes that marketing uh, looks like, whoa, that, that, that's going to get some attention. Yep, it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming you have mentors yourself then, right? I, I, I've always had coaches. I still have coaches. In fact, um, in two, three weeks, I'm going up. I, uh, I just invested into the Titanium Group, Dan Kennedy. There's 14 of us that were uh, asked to be in the group. Uh, so I invested myself, and, and, uh, and I'll just be frank with you. I mean, uh, the Titanium Group, for one year, we, we, we meet three times. It's $33,000. So I practice what I preach. Uh, I've coached with Dan Sullivan of uh, Strategic Coaching. Um, I, I always have at least one business mentor. And then I have coaches for other things. Um, uh, I play music. I play piano, guitar. I have a coach for my for my piano. I've taken flying lessons, of course. I have a coach for that. <laughs> Looking I hope so. <laughs> lessons. So I've I've never taken on. Um, I, in fact, I got back into uh, competitive bodybuilding a couple years ago. I got a, a, a coach for that. So any time that you want to take something seriously. If you don't find someone better than you, you're not taking it seriously. You have to learn from people that have succeeded at a much higher level or you can't ever, ever consider getting to a level. So you know whether you're serious about something or not. And I can ask you, do you have a coach? If you say no, you just, you're not. Right. You sound like you got a lot of things going on in your life. How do you stay um, a morning routine or like a lunch routine that grounds you and excites you for the rest of the day? How do you stay focused? 
So I, 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 my life is run by my calendar, and a lot of people think that that's restrictive, and it's actually the ultimate freedom. So it sure is. My, for example, I have a, a beautiful home, and I have a beautiful study in my home. I've, I've never gone in my study except to go see my wife or something. I absolutely will not do work mm. at home. I separate my activities. So when I'm home, I'm home. If I'm in the office, I'm in the office. So I, whatever I'm doing, I'm 100% there in the now. So if, if I'm doing a discovery day with clients, I'm 100% there. I don't ever have to think about anything else because my calendar says, here's where you need to focus 100% of your time. So the, when I go to bed at night, I put my phone on airplane mode. So nothing comes through during the night. And I don't take it off airplane mode until I'm done with my morning routine. So I get up in the morning. I go upstairs to a guest room. I get on an a, a, a inversion table, decompression. I do some ab work. I decompress. I stretch. I do a little bit of roller work. I go downstairs, I have a, a, a detox drink that I drink first thing in the morning before I even start anything, and then you know, have breakfast and, and, and I get to, to, to work. On the way to work, I pull up a podcast. My favorite podcast is Mike Dillard, hands down. I have, I've been able to learn more on that podcast from some of the top entrepreneurs, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I just don't think anyone compares. So, so I don't waste time driving to work. It's about a 20-minute drive. So I'm on my podcast. I get to work. I walk in my office. Pam, my executive assistant, steps in my office, hands me my calendar, even though it's on my, my computer, and just points out, like, for example, this is not a normal event on my calendar. So she said, you have a podcast at 930 as a reminder. And so we pull that up, pull the Skype up, get ready. So I have activities. So there's only two times during the day that I pull up my emails. Other than that, I don't pull them up because I, I, that's, there's, there's no time for them. So every single 30 minutes is, is, is dictated for an activity. So at night when I go home, I don't have to think about did I get everything done and I don't have to think about what I'm doing tomorrow because it's on my calendar. And I train every day at, um, at 1 o'clock. And so some of those days are for training. Uh, other days are for just like – Roll, stretching, recuperation, uh, kind of deals. So I'm very structured, and I and I do not waste time. I'm 55 years old. I'm not. I don't have time to waste. And I learned some of these lessons later in life. So if you listen to this podcast, uh, if you want to be successful, you can get more done. I, I know that I get more done in a week than what most people get done in two months. It sounds like it. Just because because of efficiency and structure. But I also have more freedom than most people. Uh, not next week, but the following week, I'm taking eight days to go up to Park City and ski with my family. And I will not do any business during that time. None. I won't even check in. That's my, that's my family time. And you set it up with all these, like you said, those C people, you don't have to. My business works on its own. Now, if something comes up and they need to go to hold of me, of course they can get a hold of me. But outside of that, I don't have calls. I don't have anything. It's my son, my wife, my friends, and I'm going to ski hard and have a good time. And you're still skiing, so that's that's really exciting to the surgery work too. <laughs> and I don't even call it a surgery. I got two little pinholes where you stuck a needle, fluoroscopy, went to the disc and just filled it up with with a, a biological fibrin and prothrombin. So there was no cutting. Wow, that's a whole other conversation to have. That, that just that's amazing to me too. Yeah. So, well. Mr. Webb, thank you so much, Dr. Webb. Justin, I, yeah, I really, I, yeah, Justin, I enjoyed this. And uh, anytime I can get on and, and help educate and, and you know put my two cents out there to help, my, my goal is to help every doctor that wants help. Uh, we got to save the private practice. My goal is to disrupt healthcare in this country. 
we're, we're on a good uh, push right now. And we've got a lot of other people we work with outside of FPC that are in the same place trying to show doctors, hey, you can, you can make it private practice and you can have fun and you can offer the patient so much more. We can really, we can really empower people. Oh, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you know, that's a good question because we, we, we all, all of our sites and every, everything sends people to certain places. Oh. So for, for right now, um, 210-460-6476. So if they want to say, hey, I'm interested in Discovery Day, great. Watch this webinar first to make certain that it's a fit and so forth. And so we can lead them uh, to the webinar as well. You can contact Dr. Webb at the number he just provided, but a better way would be to learn more about Dr. Webb's practice consulting group, Freedom Practice Coaching, and their approach to helping doctors thrive in practice. Go to fpcmasterclass.com. That's Frank Paul Charlie Masterclass.com. You'll also find their direct contact number there to answer any of your questions. And Pamela is a is a real treat to, to deal with. She was she's handed all of our, our communication back and forth and just just a great person. So <laughs> she is. It's nice to have, right? Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Thank you so much, and you have a fantastic uh, week. Hi, buddy. All right. Dr. Webb, thank you so much. You gave us so much to think about, so much to try to implement and reevaluate what we're doing, what we can do more of. I do hope people will take advantage of your uh, link and explore what you offer more. What a great guarantee. And I'm glad that your back is feeling much better. How cool is that? Thank you for reminding us that we're not a commodity and we have a value and the patients have an issue that we can provide value for. And we should never forget that regardless of what our profession is. They're coming to us because they have an issue that they can't solve on their own and we can solve it for them. And we can do that and we can also get paid for it. So notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 18. Stay tuned for the travel tip. They're ready. Paperback, Kindle versions are available on Amazon. As always, you can also snag a free copy if you'd like. A doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. Today's choices, tomorrow's health, small steps to improve health, food choices, and exercise. Learn how to go from a couch potato or a weekend warrior and have simple steps kind of personalized just for you. Three different blueprints for exercise, how to cut some carbs without hurting yourself. A couple of changes in what and how you eat so that there's not a lot of extra willpower and self-control necessary to reduce how much you eat. 12 exercises, a 10-minute cardio that's better than 30 minutes, 3-minute stretching concept that won't make you roll your eyes in boredom, an ab routine you won't quit, exclusive Facebook support group, yes, and an entire section about a nervous system reboot discusses chiropractic subluxations and things like that. Look, if you want it, again, a doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. It has a, a video explaining what it is, a little PowerPoint presentation in there, and put your name, put your email, and then you can make your choice. If you want to support the show, we have merchandise. We've got upper cervical chiropractic t-shirts. We've got podcast logo t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, as well as a generous buy the host of coffee PayPal button if you want to. No pressure. If you want to follow me on social media, the easiest way to find me is to go to a doctorsperspective.net. Look on the top right. It's kind of like a gray color. There's all the little social media icons. If you need to email me, I would love to hear your comments, critiques, etc. Justin at a doctorsperspective.net. Connect, comment, and I'll reply back. And if you can, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Go to the site. Give us a review. Hopefully a five-star review, but let us know what you think. It'll help us with all the rankings, and we appreciate it. 
And if you happen to get any merchandise, definitely take a picture, post it on social media, hashtag behind the curtain, or you can do at whatever my tag is, and I'll definitely give you a thumbs up. The travel tip today is just kind of fun and cute. You know, in America, we're definitely down with gallon-sized milk, the big, you know, half-gallon. But in school, you know, you had that little pint. Sometimes they give you the little bag. Other times, it's that little carton. Well, here and where I'm at, all we have are the little cartons or the bags. So 250 milliliters, 500 milliliters, that's it. If you're in a big city, you can find like a half-gallon or I guess that's a liter or two liters of milk. But it's just these little bags, and you don't even have to refrigerate it. So I don't know. The bag itself is like really fancy. I guess on the inside, and I, I don't know much about dairy. I'm sure it's pasteurized and or whatever, but it still tastes like milk. It's just these little cute bags, you know, three sips and you're done. You're like, oh, I guess, well, I'll just drink one and be satisfied. No gigantic cups here. That's it. Just a fun travel tip today. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on adoctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.